0: Welcome to Common Sense Aligner Podcast, your gentle clinic management podcast with Dr. Javier Lozano. As you know, in previous chapters, we were covering, we were talking about the social aspects of ethics in orthodontics, about the medical approach to ethical orthodontics, about finance, about money, and today we're going to talk about the profession. To me this is really important, I know that the environment has changed, 10 or 20 years ago there were less, less of us practicing, there were less orthodontists all over the world, actually there were no almost no general practitioners performing orthodontic treatments and now we see this is changing, the environment is changing there are more and more, and this is creating, depending on the country you're living at, some stress, some tensions in between us. The lack of patience or the increase in the competition is changing the way we act, the way we interact in between us. And this is creating complex situations. For example, I guess, all of you practicing in the last year you have faced a situation in which you have this patient coming into your office maybe it was last week or one month ago and this patient was telling you so I'm currently under orthodontic treatment in a different office but I'm not really satisfied with the treatment I am receiving what should we do here? Sometimes the patient is just looking for some extra information because there was a lack of communication. And sometimes from our point of view, which might be wrong or not, it is poorly executed. Should we evaluate? the other physician's diagnosis, or the treatment plan, is it ethical or not? I don't know. I think it's complex, because obviously, we're supposed to tell the truth to the patient. So if we think it's wrong, we should state it. And we should clearly say this to the patient. But on the other side, I don't think there is like a single truth in the wall. Maybe we are wrong, or maybe there are two ways of interpreting the same thing. I've had this in the past with my own patients. They were like, so I went to this other doctor and they gave me this different opinion. It's like, yes, I understand. I can see the point on that opinion. I'm sorry, my patient. I'm sorry I wasn't able to communicate efficiently with you, that you had to go and visit another colleague to talk about this. But it's a bit complex. We have to be honest and at the same time we have to be careful because there is a very thin line in between honesty and misinforming the patient because they don't understand what's an orthodontic treatment. They don't understand that existing two treatment alternatives, both of them might be good, the one they're having and the one we're proposing. So it's complex. Also, imagine this patient is coming to your office. Miss Mariah Carey. And she's like, hey doctor, so I come from this other doctor's office, like round the corner, and he just told me that I need two extractions in my lower arch. Is it right or not? Actually, whenever we have this patient, should we wait and hear the other doctor's diagnosis? Is it ethical? Because it's creating some bias and some unfair mm, advantage, maybe. We should be listening to that. Should we be based on that? Or should we adapt our speech and our diagnosis to what we think the patient? is requesting from us, obviously not. We're not supposed to do that. Our diagnosis is based on the patient intraoral and extraoral situation the face of the patient, not on what they are requesting from us. But I don't think it's ethical to listen to this previous diagnosis. I prefer not to do it. I tell the patient, so don't tell me anything because I don't want to be biased. I will tell you what I'm thinking What's the best uh, orthodontic approach to your malocclusion or to your aesthetic uh, SMILE problem? And then, if you want, we can discuss it. In these cases, I try to be really careful with the communication. I try to think, okay, so there may be three treatment options, A, B, and C. Even if C is usually not one of my favorites, I will include it in the presentation to the patient. Why? Because I want the patient to see that there are several options, not just the ones I like, but the ones that might have been suggested by the other doctor. So they say, okay, now I understand. I remember a couple of days ago, I had this friend phoning me. So I was like, okay, Javi, so I got this diagnosis for my daughter uh, of this orthodontic treatment. And the thing is that I went to two offices, and she is living in a different city of my own. I went to two offices and they gave me two different diagnoses. Why is this happening? And I told her, it is always the same. I mean, there are like several treatment options in most of the cases. So it is complex that we find two professionals saying always exactly the same. Actually, I set the same example to my patient. If you go running today, and you break your leg and you have this broken leg probably you go to a physician and he's going to tell you okay don't worry you just have to wait for a few days and it will be fine with a, maybe with a plaster around it and then different doctor will tell you oh we have to make a surgery is any of them lying obviously not they just have different points of views And this is the same here. And this is why I think it's important that we put, no matter what treatment we are suggesting, I mean, supposing that it is a proper treatment, we have to put a bit more emphasis, even if we have to dedicate more time to let the patient know what are the treatment alternatives. Especially if the patient is requesting a second opinion, not a second quotation or a second, like, a financial uh, plan, but a clinical, medical, second opinion. In regards to this, coming back to the initial point, what if the patient has made a mistake? I'm really mad. I have to state, I have to say today that I'm really mad because I follow some colleagues on, on Instagram and they sometimes they upload pictures. And it's like, so this case was treated by another doctor uh, in my city or in a different city. Uh, and this is a disaster and you can see the occlusion is bad. And I'm going to retreat it because I am a perfect doctor. I'm really ethical because I'm going to perform a perfect treatment. I'm really mad at those doctors, even if they're friends of mine. I don't think this is help, helping us creating a good community around the orthodontic world. I don't think this is helping anyone because the patients, they're going to be in doubt. Which doctor is good? Is the other doctor bad? Maybe the other doctor wasn't bad. Sometimes, we, I think we've all had these kind of situations. So you have this patient coming from a relapse from a previous treatment. and You say, oh, the occlusion is not really good. You're not going to tell this to the patient. Maybe you can just talk about the advantages of the treatment and the treatment length and everything, but you don't want to put really a lot of focus on this as how I see it. Uh, so the patient is starting the treatment, and after a year and a half, you understand why the previous treatment was a failure. Maybe because of the lack of compliance of the patient. Maybe it was not the other professional, but we judged him. We judged her at the very beginning when we were diagnosing the patient. Maybe we uploaded a picture on Instagram saying, oh, so I had this patient coming with a horrible result from her previous treatment. This is definitely not ethical. Even if we want to be the example of purity, of perfection in treatment, because this usually comes with a full diagnosis of the problem and we should have performed extractions to the patient and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think this is what the society is expecting from us. I'm not saying, of course not, that we have to hide something. Actually, in some cases, if there is an active treatment and the treatment is poorly executed, we might phone this colleague and tell him or her, "Okay, sorry, I have this situation how can I handle this with the patient because both you and me know this is not perfect. I think it's good to, to face and to talk about this with the affected doctor because this is helping solving problems. Remember, the other doctor is not an enemy or a problem. We are trying to help him or her to solve this situation. We're trying to help our patients. There is no sense on creating some friction with the patient. It doesn't make any sense. We have to help our patients avoiding these problems. And we can do it just by talking. Talking with the doctor, talking with the patient. There is no point on publishing everything. It's creating a bad feeling around the orthodontic community. You don't want the patient to be in doubt about you even if you're the best orthodontist ever you're exposed to doubts your patients they don't know orthodontics so it doesn't matter if you tell them to extract or not the wisdom teeth they're going to doubt this is dr good this is he bad they don't understand the diplomas the qualifications we have these walls they don't know if you review your own cases and you check them using the american board of orthodontics or whichever board of orthodontics system in the world, and you get a 10 out of 10 they don't understand it and this is why it is important that we are judging others work of course we have to be honest to patients if something is a disaster we can tell the doctor and tell the patient But does it make any sense to post it on social media? What's the problem in our profession if we have to do that? I don't want to to hide it from the patient. I don't want to hide it. But I doubt whether it's creating an advantage for the patient or not. What do you think? Do you think... You have a different view on this today. Has this happened to you before? It has happened to me a few times. But thinking on these topics, on these ethical approaches of orthodontics, sometimes I see that there is a different view from the one I am having. That depending on the day, on the month of the year, I'm on a different position I might be the first orthodontist. I might be the second. And I think, I want to think that every single orthodontist in the world is trying to make the most, to put as much effort as needed to create the best occlusion on this patient, to solve this situation. And this is why I brought this first block of contents ethical approach to aligner orthodontics. I think it's very important that we focus on the professional aspects of ethics on how are we relating one to each other let's forget about competition about the number of cases of aligners or braces we're doing in our offices that is not really important it is really important that we are committed to work to the result to the outcome we are providing to our patient. And whenever we see a bad result, we have to think that maybe it was not everything up to the doctor, but there was a patient inside this. And even sometimes, we've been talking about this, sometimes there's a social ethical component, a medical, a financial, what if the doctor is Perform a perfect treatment, but he or she has made a mistake at the very beginning on saying the patient, Okay, yes, we can perform the treatment without extractions. Yeah, after five years, there are recessions. And we have the patient in our office. And this happened because this doctor was trying to be nice. This was the mistake, trying to be nice and say yes to the patient. And this is why, I think, we need to bring these things to a public community debate. And this is why, as I was stating on the very first chapter of these podcasts, orthodontic societies, they have a really important role. We don't want to be alone. We have to work together, even... With his office round the corner, you might think he's a competitor, but we're playing the same game. We're trying to help people. If we're on the same boat, we're rowing together. Probably, we will improve the quality of smiles in the world. We will improve the occlusion without friction. It is complex. We see every day on the news how politicians different political parties are fighting one to each other and we see them like from the distance it's like oh politicians they argue a lot they have so many problems between them this happens to us too if we don't like these kind of situations in different collectives of people like political parties or football teams or whatever why are we doing this to our profession? Why are we fighting or posting or criticizing this much? Why are we judging one to each other? I think it's quite important that we think on this and we bring these topics to the public debate. Hopefully, we will get some comments from you on this podcast platform. Hopefully, you will enjoy this Common Sense Aligners uh, podcast during the next chapters, we will be talking about some other topics. That's doesn't matter. It's financial ergonomics, efficiency of the office. But we have to face, we have to have present that ethical approach to aligner orthodontics is vital. It's vital for the long-term development of our profession, we're human beings and I want us to be there in a hundred years time, I don't want any artificial intelligence doing our job because I know mechanic things, they can be performed by these artificial intelligence robots, but still human creativity, human touch, human connection, it cannot be replaced and it will never, ever be replaced. It doesn't matter what science fiction movie we saw. If we want to be there in a hundred years' time, we have to be much more human and respectful than ever in the history of our profession. Thank you for your kind attention today. I wait for your comments in this uh, podcast. And thank you for your attention once and once again. I hope I'll see you next week. You have a great day.